Hey guys, Trigger here. I'm here to talk to you about a company called Stain Metal 666 that's based out of Mexico. Um, they're really involved in the metal music scene. Uh, I don't know if y'all know this about me, but I really do love listening to rock and metal music. Uh, been that way for a long time. I'm into a lot of bands. Uh, one of the bands I currently started listening to a lot is Ginger, and they've worked closely with them on promoting their shirts and their hats and everything they have to offer with this business. So I'm here to give them a shout out because I just ordered from them recently and they definitely have a positive message of loving music and loving metal music and staying together as a community through metal music. So definitely, definitely a good company to be a part of, and they're looking for support. Um, I'm going to link their Facebook page in the, in, the, in the podcast part of it, so y'all can definitely check them out. Uh, the link will be in the description, and uh, yeah, just give them a chance. Uh, Luis is a hard worker, and he'll work with you to get whatever product you need from them shipped worldwide. And uh, it's definitely worth the wait. They're amazing products. I am waiting to get mine in this week and I'll definitely be supporting and wearing it. So yeah, definitely check them out and uh, take it easy and stay metal. Hello, everybody, and welcome to WrestleLost. Um, this is going to be a very chaotic episode for many different reasons, as most of y'all know already. So to get it going, here's Johnny. Yeah, we've, we've had a very busy week this week of wrestling news. Both, well, I'm not going to say, there wasn't really anything necessarily good about the wrestling news this week. So I'm going to just start off with some minor things and then we'll go into the first main thing that happened this week and then our discussion point, which will be the really big news that happened this week. We can't talk already. All right, here we go. First, we want to send our condolences to the family of Dave Hebner, who's the brother of Earl Hebner. Uh, he passed away uh, this week at the age of 30, 73. So, uh, I believe, uh, were they twins? I don't think they were twins. They just oh. looked real alike. Okay. And they were both referees. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, yes. So, rest in peace, Dave Hebner. Uh, more injury news from WWE. It appears that 
Randy Orton may be out for the rest of the year with a back a back issue. He's and actually Riddle mentioned it last night. He's about to have back surgery, so he yeah he'll be out till the for the rest of the year because of him going out and now Cody is out and Roman doesn't doesn't wrestle that much anymore. Edge is out. Edge is out too. Yes, <laughs> they brought back Brock Lesnar, and we're gonna get another Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns match at SummerSlam. We don't need to see this anymore. We've seen it too many times in various matches over the years. Freddie and I, we saw saw it live. Yeah, we sure did at Mania Thirty Four. And it wasn't it wasn't that good then. <laughs> and ever since then, it happens. Uh, it happened about five or six to ten times already. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, and going back to WrestleMania thirty-one. So yeah, we'll see how they how they go about this. They really don't have much going right now. Yeah. Anyway, enough. WWE rage for now. Yeah, for now. <laughs> uh, well, well, actually, no. Here's some more. Uh, apparently, Sasha Banks has been released by WWE. Has not been confirmed yet, though. A lot of people are speculating that she has been. And there's been some signs that it's happened, but like I said, nothing's been confirmed yet. Yeah, nothing's been confirmed, but the last thing I heard is her lawyers had reached an agreement with WWE over the release. So, okay. Like you said, no official statement yet, but everything I'm hearing is that she has been released. Yeah. Just a second. Sorry, I'm having some mic issues over here. Oh, good. It happens. <laughs> yeah. Um, look. Sasha Banks, really good wrestler. Sasha right. Banks, really good actress, as we know. Whatever she decides to do, she's going to make money. Yeah. She decides to keep on wrestling, whether she decides to keep on acting, whether she decides to do both. She's going to make a shitload of money. So whoever's able to get her, they are lucky as fuck. All right? Is she controversial? Yes, for many different reasons. But she's still got star power behind her name, whichever name she she can't use, Sasha Banks. So uh, Mercedes. Mercedes, Renato, whatever she decides to go with. Yeah. People are going to know who she is. People know both names. So she's going to draw that attention. And it's going to be really good attention. So I'm excited to see what happens with her now that this is happening. Yes. Because, I mean, I, I, I know, you know, we always say AEW. But I think this this is one of those cases and you can't say 
you sh- you can say AEW. Yeah, I mean, you can say AEW, you can say New Japan, but they're both in the same sentence at the moment. So either way could work. Impact, but I don't think not, not New Japan. You start. <laughs> yeah, start them. Not New Japan. Either way, way. wherever she decides to go, all opportunities are open. Speaking of New Japan, uh, unfortunately, with Forbidden Door coming up, we're not going to see at the show. We're not going to see Andrade. We're not going to get to see uh, Roosh or, or Penta or Ray Phoenix because... New Japan sees, even though they're with AEW, New Japan sees them as AAA wrestlers. Uh, and uh, New Japan, they work exclusively with CMLL, which is uh, the rival promotion from AAA, for AAA in Mexico. So that so they're not they're not going to be allowed to be on the show. In fact, the original plan was for. Andrade to face Will Ospreay for the U.S. title at Forbidden Door, and that he was even going to go to to Japan and do. They're having a few shows this week, and he was apparently supposed to go be supposed to be on those shows, but he was pulled because of the affiliation with Triple H. And th- this is not. I don't think this was a New Japan call. I think it was more of a CMLL call, which I think they need to get their shit together. And I mean, why why be rivals? You know, work together. <laughs> yeah. So I guess this means we know the outcome of the Malachi Pinta match this weekend, huh? <laughs> Unfortunately, yes. <laughs> So, I guess we're going to call it a Penta no-show. And <laughs> Malachi wins? I don't I mean, know. I, 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 well, I just think Malachi wins. Penta's going to put on a good show for Dynamite. I mean, I mean they've given no in, in, indication that it's, it's, you know, more than just Andrade. Andrade... Andrade said the words Mexican wrestlers. Yeah. So, you know, it could just be him. Don't know. Uh, Penta will be on Triple Mania tonight. <laughs> yeah, he will be. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I, I'm, I agree with you. They should just be working together, you know? Yeah. New, New Japan. AEW is working together. Like, there's so many companies working together, no matter how small, it benefits everybody. So, fuck the beef, man. We, it's been a very long time that they've been having these issues. I think it's time that we bury that hatchet and let's just have some really great wrestling. Yeah. We just wish that all were together. <laughs> yes, including the the big one. We'll touch on that. Yeah, I have theories. <laughs> Austin, oh, 
<laughs> you don't even, look, don't even get me started on Austin Theory. You cannot say theory. <laughs> I'll, I'll come. I'll, I'll get to that later. Okay. Well, now to the the big news from AEW this week. Uh, I believe it was. Was it Monday? Yeah, it was Monday. Monday morning, in fact, Jeff Hardy was arrested for a, for a DWI again in in Florida, which this was his third strike in ten years. But there's a lot more to this. He was driving without a license. His license had been suspended since his last DWI. He was in a rented car. And uh, it was he had been out with, out with Matt Hardy the, the night before. They had gone to a they had a, a meet and greet, and they I think they went out to dinner. And then Matt took him to the to his hotel room, and Matt uh, was drive went to drive back to North Carolina with his to be with his family, and somewhere somewhere between. The time he dropped him off at the hotel on Sunday night to the, that next morning, Jeff got drunk and decided to go driving. Now, here, here's the deal, though. He wasn't, like, speeding or anything. He was actually he was driving very slow and erratic. So, you know, people were calling 911, and, and that's how they got him to stop. Since this is Jeff's third strike he could be facing anywhere from 30 days to five years in prison uh, and he has a court date set for july 5th and uh he has been suspended from aew uh without pay but here's here's the difference in companies he he uh, rejected wwe's offer to go into rehab but he did accept Tony Khan's offer from AEW to go to rehab, so that's good. He's hopefully he'll he'll be doing that soon. He has also been taken off of tonight. Tonight the Hardys were going to make their long-awaited Triple uh, uh, A debut at, at part two of Triple uh, Mania. Uh, in the main event, they were going to face Dragon Lee and Israeli Sequel. Well, Matt Hardy is actually still in the match, but now he's going to have a have surprise partner. I mean, I, I don't know if it's been announced yet, but he's yeah, he's going to have a surprise partner. So Jeff is going to be out for the foreseeable future. Yeah, I don't. I don't think his partner has been announced yet. I think it's better to keep it as a surprise, you know, capitalize on the situation a little bit because whoever it is, it's going to be a big surprise. Yeah. So under the circumstances, just capitalize on that situation, you know, Mm -hmm. that's the best you can do. As far as his tag team partner. 
what do you think led to Jeff putting himself in this situation? Uh, well, uh, from I, I think it might might be it might be the matches he wrestles in because he puts his body through such uh, you know uh, I don't want to say torture, but you know pain that maybe he feels like he needs to this is how he can get rid of his pain and, and by the way they were also pulled from the from the tag title obviously tag title three-way match on on dynamite which is actually it's not a bad thing because it, <laughs> it was a, it was a ladder match uh I, I don't think we were really looking forward to seeing the hardies in any more ladder matches I, I know, I know. Back at Double or Nothing, Jeff, he was he was knocked out pretty early in the match and didn't remember much of it afterwards. Yeah, I mean, the fan in me is always going to say yes to a Hardy Boys ladder match. Yeah, right. But we've had plenty of them, and and seeing how Jeff is putting. His body on the line at his age and Matt as well. But Matt seems to take it better than Jeff. Yeah. Yeah. It's because I'm, uh, Jeff, I know, well, I know Matt's had, he's had his issues too, but Matt's been clean ever since. Yeah. And Jeff seems to get the worst of the situations in every single ladder match. Yeah. So, everything combined, man. A lot of people were talking shit. Because they're saying, okay, so he'll take the help from AEW. But whenever WWE wanted to help him, he didn't accept the help. And we don't know what his situation was back then. We truly don't know what state he was in, whether he was staying clean or what the deal was. But here, here's my thoughts on it. Whenever WWE offered to help him out, he refused. And he did take that drug test that showed he was clean. I, I just think at the moment, he didn't need help. That he was straight. And that's why he declined the help. Because he really didn't need it. And you know how people take that shit. So. At least he's taking the help. And a lot of people have also been saying. How many more times are we going to give Jeff Hardy a pass? Yes. It's a bad situation. But at the same time, he hasn't hurt anybody other than himself. Yeah. And this coming from a guy who has lost a family member to a drunk driver. Okay. A lot of people were talking shit to me because they were like, how can you back Jeff Hardy when you've lived through a situation where you lost someone due to a drunk driver. Because so far, it's only been damage to himself. 
And until the and let's hope it never comes to that. I don't think it will. There's still time to help them. I don't think we should shy away and just not help him or not have his back. There's still time to help him. Right. So I think that's what should happen. Now, if we help him here and he ends up going back to his old ways and he ends up hurting somebody, then, yeah, you got to face the consequences to your actions. But as of now, he can still be helped. So I would still try and help him. That's just how I see it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, as much of a Hardy Boy fan of, of, as I've always been, I really wouldn't mind if they just called it quits. That's hard. I know that's hard. That's hard to say and that's, that's hard to do, but I, I don't want to see them put themselves through any more uh, any more pain, especially if it's going to lead to to uh, addiction. Because um, from what I'm what I'm hearing, Jeff had had been drinking going all the way back to uh, WrestleMania weekend. Hmm. I I don't know. Yeah, because due to their safety and just for them to not put themselves in further danger in the ring, I could see this being it, and I would be fine with it. But that just means Jeff Hardy has more free time on his hands. And if this help doesn't end up working, what what what's this gonna bring? Well, I'm not saying they have to stop wrestling. They have to stop working in wrestling. You know, they can still like have them do other roles. You know, be be managers or mentors to younger talent. You know, they can work behind the scenes as trainers, and producers. You know, give them something else to do besides wrestling. All right. As long as they give them something else to do, I guess. Jeff that... also has his band too. Is he... <laughs> you know that scene though. If I'm he just starts, saying. If he starts doing more stuff with his band, that just means being around bars a lot more. Right. Sure, bars are everywhere. And that's something that he was doing this last weekend. He was he had a he was playing a gig too. And look what that led to. Yeah. So I don't know, man. Whatever happens, I just want him to be okay. You know? And there's still, like I said, there's still time to help him. We shouldn't give up on someone just yet. So I don't know. I don't know where this is headed, but whatever helps him, whether it be rehab, whether it be jail time, I'm all down for whatever helps them. And sometimes you just need to be scared straight. So as much as being in jail would suck, maybe that's what helps them in the end. So I don't know. (laughs) 
those are just my thoughts on that. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> Our main discussion. The probably the biggest news story of the week. I'm 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 pretty sure I think I got all the other news stories covered for the week. I think we're good. <laughs> okay, good. All right. So this came out Wednesday afternoon. Wall Street Journal published an, an article saying that WWE board of directors were investigating uh, allegations that uh, Vince McMahon secretly paid $3 million to a former employee uh, to cover up an affair that he was having. So this employee was a, a paralegal that had been working with the company since 2019. And apparently this relationship had uh, started uh, last year around March or April 2021. Uh, when when she was hired on, it, it, her salary was $100,000. And, when, and uh, when Vince allegedly started a sexual relationship with her, gross, uh, it went up to $200,000. Now, you know, I, I I don't know much about business business ethics, but that's that's shady. Uh, but apparently, and apparently, this three million dollars though, he paid out of his out of his own pocket, out of his his own monies. Not only that, but John Laurinaitis was also implicated because this was a quote from the article. Vince passed her and this employee like a toy to the lower nights. Uh, and so, uh, fast forward to Friday because, because of these allegations and, and the, uh, investigation going on with the uh, misconduct. Vince voluntarily, which I don't believe, voluntarily stepped down as CEO and chairman of WWE for the first time in 42 years. Stephanie has returned to the company and she has taken over that, that position. However, Vince just still continues to head creative what we wanted to step down from. <laughs> yeah, I, but you know what, though? I, I know it's the weekend and nothing, every, you know, businesses are closed. Uh, this this isn't over by a long shot. I, I, I think the creative aspect is going to come next. You know, we'll see. We'll see what, what goes on on Monday. Uh, but to top it all off, uh, it was also reported that Vince was going to be on SmackDown last night. So at the beginning of the show, even before the intro, Vince comes out, you know, with all the, you know, the no chance in hell and music. Fans are cheering him. Who, I, I, I mean, I guess obviously they either don't know about 
what's going on with him, or they don't care. They they're singing his 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 theme, and all he he's not even in the ring for three minutes. You know, he gets in the ring, gets the the cheap pop. You know, oh, it's good to be here with fans in Minnesota. And then he starts, he starts uh, jabbering on about, you know, what what you just saw, the four words right there, that that's a, the WWE signature, then, now, forever, and most importantly, together. And then he said, welcome to SmackDown, and he left the ring. That was all he had to say. And, you know, all afternoon, people were speculating. What's he going to say? Is he going to mention these allegations? Is he going to announce that he's going to retire? You know, because, uh, you know, what's he going to do? Because, like, back during the whole Benoit situation, you know, if you remember, before before they realized what Chris Benoit had actually done, they actually did a tribute show for him. They it was in Corpus on a on a Monday night. That there were no fans in the arena, and they were just going to play video clips and have people say words about him. Um, and then the following night, before ECW, after these, uh, after it came out, Vince. Gave a serious speech, said, "Hey, this is, we you know, we made a mistake, you know, we we jumped the gun, you know, on, on the, the tribute, you know, we're not gonna, we're not gonna say his talk about him anymore, and that's all I'm gonna say about it. He could have done something similar here, but he didn't, and uh, it's it's sad to, you know, he uses just as a ratings pop." For, for SmackDown, all he was caring cared about was his show. And to the people in the Target Center, I I, I don't even know what to say. You're you're all fucking stupid. To to just sit there and just continue to cheer an adulterer. To cheer a man that once had one of his female wrestlers. Barking like a dog in the ring. A man that in the past has had other male wrestlers kiss him on the ass. A man who kayfabe divorced his wife on uh, more than one occasion. And there's... And then, and this isn't his first allegations he's had. He's had against him. There was a female ref back in the '80s that I'm, I'm assuming was paid off, just like this one. And this is the this is the worst uh, problems, the trouble that he's been in since the steroid scandal in, in the '90s. And I think this. It's going to be his final undoing. So, what do y'all have to say? Drew, because I have 
a lot to say, so I'm going to let you go first. I'm going to let you go. (laughs) (laughs) All right, fine. (sighs) Vince, just to start it off, we all know Vince has had a sketchy past. Even with everything he threw on camera, in the roles he put himself Stacy Keebler. He did a lot of shit on screen with her. Trish Stratus did a lot of shit with her on screen. I, I would say those are the main two. And don't even get me started on the storylines that didn't happen. Oh, the that incest. we know were supposed to happen. The incest storyline that yes. he was supposed to get Stephanie pregnant or some stupid shit like that. Yeah. And again, it didn't happen. So we don't know all the details. But the one thing I have heard, and I'm pretty sure other people have heard as well. They were supposed to do a paternity test and then ended up not being Vince's kid. It was going to end up being Shane's. Supposedly, that was the story they were going to go with. That's still incest. Yeah, so just incest all around. All the signs were there. And we know shit happens behind the scenes that have been covered up. But we're in a different time, man. One, you're 78 years old. So why are you still out there busting nuts? Is all I'm saying. (laughs) It's... And not only that, you got this person and you were able to take advantage of her because of the unfortunate situation she was in. So she got hired on to be a paralegal for $100,000 a year. And whenever they started their sexual relations, he bumped it up to $200,000 a year. And she had to have been desperate for money because from what I heard, uh, she was helping out a sick parent. And bills pile up. So she might have felt like she was backed into a corner and that this was going to help her out. But who knew that this is what it was going to come to? Yeah. I think she worked there for two years, roughly. And ended up finally quitting. In January. Yeah which was when the whole hush money started happening. Uh, then the first the first email that was sent to the members of the board of directors, of, oh, well, I'm going to say not 12 of them, 11 of them, because one of them was Vince, uh, yeah. happened on March 31st. And I, a lot of people are saying this, this had to do, probably had to do with why Stephanie left, because she knew what was coming down. Yeah. 
fucking all. So many thoughts I had going on, but I don't know where I want to go next with this because and 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 this is not the only investigation going on. There was a rumor that before this story hit, Kevin Dunn sold his stocks or sold some of his stock. That's insider trading. That's that's what sent Martha Stewart to jail. Yeah. And it, it, it could still go either way with that situation. But what I heard is that he had the right to sell the bit of stock he had been selling. So I don't know about that situation. All the details aren't out there yet, so I'd rather not comment on it just yet. But we do have a lot of details on this Vince situation. And yes, supposedly this isn't the only paperwork that has been found. Yeah, there were so there were multiple multiple in NDAs, non-disclosure agreements. Yeah, multiple NDAs. Who knows how many there has been? Who knows how much money has been paid off to all these people that they've been passing around between yeah. him and Laurenitis? Yeah, this this tells me that there's more people out there. Yeah, that haven't come forward yet. Yeah, and and. Again, from what I heard, in every single NDA they have found so far, it includes both him and Laurenitis. So that just means they have done this both at the same time to multiple women. Yeah. This is just sick, man. I don't know what situation all these other women were in. I'm just basing it on this one with the sick parent. But to take advantage of someone in that situation, you're just a fucked up person. And like I said, all the signs were there with the Trish Stratus shit, with everything that went on screen. We were too young to understand at the time (laughs) of... Well, some of us were. I'm not going to say all of us were. But, (laughs) yeah, between all the allegations, between all the NDAs, we wonder how the Bellas are feeling because they have to be affected by this. Yes, because uh, in case y'all don't know, uh, John Laurinaitis is the stepfather of the Bella twins uh, because he married their mother. In in turn, John Laurinaitis is the father-in-law of Brian Danielton. Brian Danielton just needs to get the Blackpool Combat Club and just come kick Vince and John's ass. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> okay. That's, that's pretty much all of the details that we have right now, there's going to be more to come. So I just want to go to each of you and just start with Johnny. In a perfect scenario with everything we know, how would you have this go? 
Well, apparently. Before we do that, I just want to put my opinion in here real quick. Oh, it's no, not long. Now he wants to talk. Okay. Well, <laughs> I just want to say. Yeah. What was it? Four years ago? Four years ago. We had an allegation against the guy. And everybody believed it. She supposedly got $7 million. They just had a trial. Comes out, she was lying. I'm not saying this lady's lying. I'm not defending Vince in any way. I'm just saying, let's finish the investigation. <laughs> and everybody knows I'm talking about Amber Heard and Johnny Depp. Everybody believed Amber Heard. Johnny Depp got fired from the Harry Potter series, the, the Pirates of the Caribbean series. And she was lying. So let's finish the investigation. I'm not defending Vince or anything he's done in any way. I'm just saying, let's finish the investigation. And that's pretty much all I have <laughs> just let everything come out finish you know what I'm saying I, I feel what you're saying yeah <laughs> and it is because three four years ago everybody was damned everybody knew Amber Heard was telling the truth and Johnny was this beater this domestic violence person and all this stuff but as we found out it's just it just wasn't true you can't just flat out believe the woman every time there are women who take advantage of men with money. True. Because they want a payday. I'm not saying this is what's happening here. I'm just saying let's get the investigation done first. But see, here's the thing. She she got the payday. She got the payday yeah. not to say anything. She was already gonna get paid, dude. Yeah, it was one million up front plus another two million in the next two years. And it wasn't even her like that. Said anything, it was a friend of hers. I'm just saying, they're still investigating. Let the investigation yeah. happen. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, that's all the... I have to say, real quick. All right. And... <laughs> now you can go to Johnny. <laughs> yeah. Well, now, now that you brought that up, I just want to say a couple more things. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to get you back. <laughs> <laughs> She was all like she was already getting the payday. Right. So why would and I and I know she's not the one that brought this up because like like Johnny said, one of her friends sent the emails to the board. Why would she risk losing three million dollars if if she knew that there was a chance of Vince escaping this. I, I don't believe she's lying just because of what we have seen so far. Would, would Okay, let's say you were in the same situation. Someone at work took advantage of you when you were in a vulnerable state. And you were paid off in millions. Would you risk losing $3 million if you knew he wasn't telling the truth? If you knew he was telling the truth, that he was innocent, would you risk the $3 million? Or would you just stay hush and keep the $3 million? Uh, well... I mean, it depends. Uh, I, I mean, if, if if I know this 
this guy needs to needs to go away, then I'd probably say something. If not, if not, you know, yeah, I would keep keep the money. Because the only reason I would think that one of her friends came out and said something was because she knew that he had done this to other women and that he needs to be brought to justice, which I think is what's happening here. Who knows how many people he has done this to. Right. And, and I think that's, that's gonna, that'll come out. Yeah. If it has happened before. Because again, we're still in the beginning phase of this as far as information coming out. So anything can still happen. But the fact that they're saying they have discovered more NDAs, it just doesn't look good for Vince. Preliminary right now in the beginning, it doesn't look good for Vince. And he's never stepped down from the position he's in until now. Even though a lot of people were already doing most of his work as chairman and CEO, still, he had his name as chairman and CEO. And now that's no longer the case for now. And we all know Stephanie's relationship with Vince hasn't been the best in these last couple of years. So, I don't know, man. It's, it's In my eyes, it's not looking good. But before I say how I think this should go, I'm going to go to Johnny and let him paint his perfect scenario as to how this ends. Well... I mean, th- this is, it, it's going to take a lot because Vince, as as chairman, he he had 80, 80% of the, the voting power with the board. Uh, so it would have to be like a, the board would have to have a, a vote of no confidence to, to get him out. Unless he voluntarily just permanently takes himself out of that position, which I don't, I don't see that happening. No, he's not going to take himself out. No. I mean, at this point, it's not about money; it's about power, and and you know his his ego. You know, you were talking about, you know you know, making kids at his age or trying to anyway. I mean, look who he's friends with who is also in his late 70s who had a kid in his early 60s. I'm not going to mention his name. I think you know who who I'm talking about. Yes. And I I think you've opened up another can of worms. (laughs) the bear a little more but we'll get to that here in a second in fact let's get to it now why not true 
in your perfect scenario, how would you have this go? And, you, and we got to think of a lot of things here. We got to think of that now it's a publicly traded company. Now you have contracts with Fox. You have pending contracts, possible contracts in the future with like Disney, other companies that want to take your service on streaming for whatever it may be for. Yeah, think of all of that as well. That's another thing. We still haven't heard from from what the networks think yet, because that from what I hear, the networks do have a have a a moral clause in their contract, you know, that states that you know if if somebody's being being shady, you know, ethically uh, uh, wrong, you know, you know they we don't like that and. You know, we have the right to to cancel the deals. Yeah. And we all know these are big money deals. Yeah. Big money deals that involve the company, involved within the company right now. And future big money deals are in jeopardy as well. Yeah. So. The, uh, the, the, Deal with Fox for SmackDown ends next year. The deal with NBC and Peacock ends in in 2024, and the the deal with Saudi well that doesn't end till 2027. But well, based on the way Saudi they treat their women, I I don't think they they might not see this as a big deal. I don't know. I'm not counting Saudi because yeah, I don't have as much respect for for them. So yeah, yeah. So keeping all of that in mind, how do you see this going in the long run, Drew? Perfect world. What what we've always wanted to happen happens. Vince leaves the company. Stephanie takes over as. CEO and all that, and Sean and Triple H worry about creative mm-hmm. talent relations. <laughs> what else can we ask for? In a perfect world, that's what happens. I guess they can let Shane do something. I don't know if he in wants perfect, to. In a perfect world, WWE would be would be as good of a product as AEW. Yes. In a perfect world, I agree with everything Drew said. You have Stephanie as chairman, CEO, chairwoman, as they're calling Chairperson. Her. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody's saying chairwoman, so I'm going to say chairwoman as well. Okay. Sure, <laughs> yeah, so you have her leading the charge. You have... Hunter and Sean running creative and his whole group, because we all see what they did with NXT whenever they were allowed to do it the way they wanted to do it. Which was great. Exactly. So imagine (laughs) NXT in a grander scale. You bring back the black and gold. Yeah. 
you have you can't well he did push Shane out for the most part yeah. but with your sister back in charge and with wanting to restore WWE to its former glory you bring Shane in he's a smart man he knows he knows things and if he's allowed to input the way he wants to help out and do some things as well yeah it could work I think all of them together could bring back WWE from the dead because let's face it right now, pretty much WWE is dead. Yeah. No, I mean, not only that, but like what we said before, all, all of their producers are former wrestlers. So you have, you have those minds there that, that would know how to properly book a show. Yeah. And and not only that, and this is of something that I thought of the other day as soon as Stephanie was put in this interim position. Shit got bad here because of Vince. This is happening right now because of Vince and all the dirty shit he's doing. So leave it to him for this to start coming out and for him to step away, to put someone like Stephanie in that spotlight and to see what she's going to do handling all the bad press, handling all the criticism they're going to get from this. She's going to have to do a lot to clear the WWE name. And I think the board is going to take clear the clear knowledge and everything that she does they're going to take it into account when they help make the final decision of who they want in charge in the end if you're going to put stephanie in this shitstorm and she handles it perfectly that that says a lot as to what she can do in the future for this company and not only that as soon as she was put in this interim position, a lot of female talent and former female talent have said, we have all the respect for Stephanie because we've worked under her wing for a very long time. And we respect her. She treats us with respect. So we respect her. She's done right by us. She's, she's a people person. Yes. And I'm going to compare it to not not going to name any name, but where we work at, you know, our our former manager was, uh, a, lack of a better word, a tyrant, mm-hmm. and the guy that took his place, he, he he's he's a guy you can you can actually go up to and and talk talk and have a conversation, and you can take orders from him without without being uh, talked down to or, or be rated store manager yes yeah it, yep. it's funny you mentioned that because friday i was pulling a grill and we were just pulling it by and he goes and he started talking about it's about grilling while we were trying to pull the grill to sell it <laughs> he just started talking to us about grilling oh that's a great grill and i love i love it and i do this on it Here, let me show you the pictures about uh ribs i smoke and all this it was funny yeah yeah a real a real friendly guy yeah, compared to the last one. 
Oh, good Lord. I never talked to the last one before, ever. <laughs> and I talked to this one all the time. Not many people did. They, they, felt like, they felt like they were walking on eggshells a lot of the time. And that's how I think I think a lot of people in WWE feel around Vince. Yeah. Where, yeah. Whereas with Stephanie, I don't, they, would, they wouldn't feel like that. Or Triple H. Because that's, yeah. that's what a lot of the NXT talent said, too. Yeah, love Triple H because you can walk up to him and ask him questions, talk to him. Whereas Vince, you just can't. Yeah. Yeah. So in in my perfect scenario, I very much agree with Drew. Like I said, Stephanie as chairman, um, Hunter and Sean heading creative with their team. You bring them all back and let them handle that part of the business. And let's just do shit right, man. And that's the start. Like, I think with Stephanie as interim chairman right now, that's the start. They're going to see how she handles it. And they're going to they're gonna just face the facts. And the fact is, Stephanie is very respectable, very knowledgeable. Obviously, she's been in this business since childhood. Yeah. Yes. So if there's anybody that knows how to do this shit right, it's her. So I, I just hope they see the opportunity they have in front of them and they can see what this can be going into the future for WWE. Um, I'm very interested in seeing where this goes next. This, this, it's not that often that you hear the news talk about wrestling but this yeah. was this was such a such a major story that that news outlets were were, uh, were picking this up i saw this on abc news and apparently uh uh apparently dave Meltzer was on cnn yesterday i hadn't seen that but i'm gonna look that up uh and you know uh, cnbc was the ones that first reported that vince was going to be on smackdown in character which uh, unfortunately he was yeah uh, but yeah yeah a lot of mainstream media on this yeah so with as much attention as it's getting that's why they need to focus on what stephanie does they need to focus on the future they need to see the opportunity they have in front of them and take advantage that this change can happen and this is the change that people want to happen. And to me, worst case scenario, they they take this much like Minneapolis did last night, and they just back Vince and cheer him, and you maybe you let Laurinaitis take the fall. But he comes out of it unscathed, and he just resumes his position as chairman after this is all said and done. And if that happens, it might work for a while because people will still back him. But I think in the end, this is, this is what's going to kill WWE. They're going to lose a lot of deals. They're going to lose a lot of money. It's going to go to shit. And and this actually hurts uh, the prospect of them selling the company. Yeah. 
Nothing yeah, really. Yes. Yeah, it does. Because who's going to want to buy a tarnished product? Somebody who thinks they can fix it. <laughs> I mean, maybe. But here, here's the problem with that, though. And this is, and this is an argument that many, many people have brought up in the last couple of days. Again, we mentioned him a lot, so I'm just going to drop his name again. Sean Rossap. We all know who he is. From the cameos, yes. from the news he's broken that we brought up, we all know who Sean is. He said this during his video the other day. If this leads to the company finally being sold, if it's not picked up by the right person and they don't know what they're doing, it's, it's still going to end down the same road with WWE failing because they're not going to know how to handle the sports aspect of it, the creative aspect of it. They're just going to try and do the best they can with what they're given. And I think it's going to be overwhelming. It's going to be too much of a tarnished product for them to try and revive. And it's it'll be again the end of WWE. So there's three routes we can go here that I see. You either take Stephanie, take the opportunity, and let it thrive again, sell it, and let it fail that way, or just ignore all this bullshit with Vince. Have John take the fall. He comes back as chairman. And we lose plenty of money opportunities, plenty of companies that want to invest in WWE. And, and it just fails that way in the end. I only see one good outcome from this. And I just hope it goes that way, man, because as much shit as I have talked on WWE this last year and a half, I don't want to see it fail. No, I, I, no, I, I've never wanted to see, see see them fail. Like I just said, I, you know, I want to see them be as as good as as AEW. Yeah, well, I've met, mentioned many times, and I, I know y'all have. You know, we grew up watching this. You know, we it, it's been a part of our lives for for thirty plus years. Yeah. And it would just hurt to see what it has become if this is the end of the road. This is not a good way to go out. This is not a good way to end the history of WWE. So I just hope it I just hope they go into it with open eyes and clear and listen to the people they need to listen to and make the right decision. Wow. What a shit show of a week, man. I, I'd, normally, this is this was going to be our talking point at the end of the show, but we didn't want to we didn't want to end up on a downer, so we ended up getting into it now, but yeah, I just I just hope it turns out well. 
and and this is why we went on uh, an hour early. It's it's time for our regular podcast. Yeah, <laughs> this, this is where the good part of the show starts. <laughs> so, but it, it okay. If y'all have any anyone's watching out there, if y'all have any questions about this, type them in the chat. We'll we'll try and answer. Well, I, I have had some comments, but we were far in conversation, so I didn't want to interrupt with them. But Lunzi, one of the main things he said was, Vince just needs to be committed. Yes, we have said that plenty of times as well. <laughs> and that they just need to take, you know, quotes from Triple H and Stephanie's entrance theme. Uh, it's my time now. Yeah. So, yeah. It is, and one of the one of the things Lindsay just put up right now is WWE isn't even the number one wrestling company in the UK anymore. WWE has one hour Raw, one hour SmackDown on free TV, compared to AEW having awful scheduling on ITV, but still AEW is number one. In the and Lindsay, I, I I know I know I have a I have a deal called TV Mucho, which. Which uh, I can see free uh, over the air UK TV. Dynamite comes on early Saturday morning in the UK at about like midnight. Yeah. So yeah, it's terrible timing, but but I think I, but I know AEW does better in the UK than WWE does. Yeah, and again, I know. WWE doesn't like to acknowledge rival companies and shit, even with what they did in the past. We're not going to get into that right now. But they should take, they should pay attention to what's happening. That AEW has the worst time slots in the UK, yet they're still number one over WWE. And, and and it's ironic that you know well I don't know ironic but with the launch of NXT UK WWE pretty much killed the British wrestling scene. I yeah. mean besides besides Rev Pro and, and Progress, but all the other smaller organizations they had companies went under because WWE snatched up all their talent to to do NXT NXT UK. Which by the way I don't. I uh, I don't know anyone that watches that. <laughs> it's a very small amount of people that watch NXT UK. Yeah, yeah, and I, I've agreed. I agree with Loomsy on this. This is something we've gone back and forth about many times. He says, "I swear, AEW has a show in the UK. It will be a complete sellout." Yeah, yeah, it will. Yeah, they might even have to run multiple shows. Because it's going to sell out way too quick. So if yeah. they're smart, once they finally get over there, they could do a run of shows. That's what I would do. But to close this out, I'm just going to say one last thing. And I don't know if y'all heard this. So far, everyone's been pretty respectable about keeping the woman's name out of the press. Yes. I still don't know what this woman's name is. And that's how it should be. That's why we got this NDA, is to, is to protect her name. And from the backlash 
as she could possibly receive from this. So to end on it, I'm just going to say, Brad Shepard, you're a fucking piece of shit for paying someone in WWE to give you the name and then you tweeting out her name. You're a fucking jerk. Just straight fuck off. That's all I'm going to say to you. And you heard it first. We're actually the first first ones, I think, who mentioned the name. Everyone else has been avoiding mentioning that name. So, I, yeah. yeah. Go find Brad Shepard on, on Twitter or Instagram or whatever and give him your thoughts. Oh, trust me, he's still on Twitter. I've seen it. He he gives zero fucks, so I gave zero fucks about dropping his name here. So, yeah. At Brad Shepard on Twitter, go fuck his ass up. So, now that we've gone through all of that, <laughs> I'm going to go over to Johnny and get his thoughts on his moment for Dynamite. All right, uh, so the main event was we had we went ahead and had the the tag team later later letter match for the for the AEW tag titles minus the Hardys, so it was Jurassic Express against the Young Bucks, and oh, I'm glad I'm after watching this, I'm glad the Hardys weren't in the match. Yeah, <laughs> all the, all the high spots. Uh, <clears throat> I mean, Luchasaurus. And towards the end of the match, Luchasaurus went through four tables. That that the Hardy, I mean, that the Hardy, damn it! Everybody in this match went the, the young table. Yeah, <laughs> the, the young bucks had stacked four tables, and Luchasaurus ended up going through it. Uh, but yeah, like Drew said, everyone. It, Eventually went through tables. Jungle Boy went went through one. High spots all around. And uh, after Luchasaurus went out, the Young Bucks they easily took care of Jungle Boy and became uh, the first ever two-time AEW Tag Team Champions. After the match. Uh, Christian was over there. First, he was trying to uh, take care of uh, Luchasaurus and make sure he was all right. Then he turned his attention to Jungle Boy. And at this point, they, they were back in the ring. And I've been calling him for weeks. Mm -hmm. Christian finally turned on Jungle Boy, gave him the, the kill switch. I went out and got a chair and in front of his and Jungle Boy's mother and his sister gave him a concerto. Commentary didn't call it concerto, but we know what it was. Oh, it's the concerto. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, so now we're going to go into a, a program with Jungle Boy and Christian, which um, I'm looking forward to seeing. Yeah. yeah, one of my notes. One of my notes is he gets a table. He gets a table. He gets a table. Yes. Everybody gets a table. It's Oprah. Because it's, it's Oprah. Like, 
<laughs> in like 30 seconds, all four guys went through the table. <laughs> it was funny. I loved it. <laughs> yes. So this brings up uh, another uh, something else that I, I thought of and that I'm going to predict that by the end of All Out, FTR are going to be the first ever tag team to hold four different tag titles. At the same time? Yes, because they already have their already have the ROH and AAA tag titles. And it was announced last night on Rampage that at Forbidden Door, there's going to be a three-way tag match for the IWGP and ROH tag titles between FTR, Rapungi Vice, and United Empire. I could see FTR winning that. And then I could see FTR beating the Young Bucks at All Out to become AEW tag tag, tag champions. That, yeah. that that would be the original Bell Collector storyline that Kenny Omega was had started. Yeah, yeah, man. That having all those belts, FTR have been busting their ass. Yeah. And they don't care who they fight. They don't care who they have to go against. They never stop. It's 110% every single yeah. time. And they are so damn good. And they have so much damn respect on their name that Bret Hart was just at ringside with them during one of their matches. Wasn't televised. It was like a house show type of situation, but still, to have Bret Hart on your side says a lot. So, yeah, yeah, I could see that shit happening. The only unfortunate thing here, and we have yet to see what the official report as far as injury is, Jungle Boy did get stretchered out afterwards. So we don't know the severity of his injury yet. We don't know how long it's going to take for him to come back from it. So we have yet to fully. That might just be kayfabe from the concerto. I think so. I think that was kayfabe. Because I haven't heard anyone say any about talk about any injuries. I don't know, man. If if it is just kayfabe, he sold it pretty damn good because. I don't know. That's just what I'm hearing is some people are concerned because of what they saw after the cameras cut. So I'm just... I actually saw a tweet. <laughs> I know it's frightened y'all, huh? I saw a you, tweet. You saw a tweet? <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Storm put out there that uh is he the only tag team partner Christian has not turned on? Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I saw that same tweet. <laughs> And Actually, I saw it in one of the tweets you sent on me. <laughs> yeah, that's that's valid. I think he is the only one that he hasn't turned on. So and there's still time, Lance Storm. Watch, watch your back. <laughs> watch out for an AEW contract. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, but we'll see what comes from it. It's very interesting. I'm glad Christian 
finally made his heel turn, and we'll see where it goes. I'm very interested. So now that we got Johnny's moment in there, I'm going to go over to Drew and see what his moment for Dynamite was. There were a lot to choose from, but I'm going to go with my prediction. And it was as an added bonus, we knew Miro was going to beat Ethan Page. But hey, he got to smack Dan Lambert in the mouth too. Oh, he's living out everybody's fantasy. (laughs) (laughs) He just walked over and smacked the hell out of Dan Lambert, knocked his ass out, which a lot of us want to do, but hey. Yeah. Yeah, we really do because Dan Lambert is just he he gets under your skin really good. But hey, that's what that's what they brought him in to do. That's what good heels do. Yep, that's what good heels do. So fuck yeah, man. I, I see that being an awesome moment. Um Yeah, so so now Miro has been added to the the four way for the uh, for the all all Atlantic title, which now includes also includes uh, Pack as well, and probably then, Malachi, <laughs> probably Malachi, and then New Japan has uh, has going to have an entrant as well, and leave it to New Japan. Okay, they settle everything with the, with the tournament. <laughs> to okay to get their entrance, they're having they're having three shows. They had one today. Uh, I forgot I forgot to watch, but I'll see it. They have one Monday and one Tuesday, and they're having like the little mini tournament, four person tournament. I, I I know three of the competitors. I I. I I don't know. I forget what the fourth one was, but I know it's just like a Tommy Hero Ishii against Yoshihiro Kanemaru, and then Clark Connors against some other guy. And the winners of those matches were going to face each other. And then the winner of that match is going to go on to Forbidden Door. So give it, give it to <laughs> New Japan to create a tournament within the tournament. You have to get in the tournament. Yes. And not only a tournament within a tournament, but another tournament so close to Forbidden Door. Like, yeah. Yeah, because Forbidden Door. The best pro wrestling happens. Forbidden Door is next Sunday. Yeah. So basically, whoever whoever wins this little mini tournament is going to have to immediately get on the plane and come to the U.S. Yeah, fifteen-hour flight or however long it is, and they better hope that goes off without a hitch because any holdups, yeah, and they're fucked. But yeah, man, I have it's gonna pan out. I hope. Yeah, I think so. But yeah, that was that was a pretty awesome moment, and Dan Lambert's great at pissing us off, but we love it. Uh, as far as my moment for Dynamite, the hair versus hair match, Jericho and Ortiz, <laughs> hell of a match. And the only reason I'm not going into moments is because we're already we're already going quite longer than we normally do here. But 
Love the match. Love that Ortiz is such a badass that when he lost, even because of shenanigans, he manned up. He didn't have the barber cut his hair. He cut his own hair off, which is the ultimate badassery in my eyes. But the other part that I loved from it is at the at the end, I don't think anybody expected Fuego del Sol to come out <laughs> and join the Jericho Appreciation Society. But wait, there's more. <laughs> it really wasn't Fuego. It was Sammy motherfucking Guevara. My dude! How loud I got when he pulled them. First of all, I thought Fuego was going to go full heel. And was going to go maskless, which would have been pretty cool, I think. So I initially freaked the fuck out when when he reached for the mask. But then it turned out to be Sammy. And I loved it even more. Because all the backlash, all the hate that Sammy has been getting, this is for all of you fucking haters. That hate them just for being happy with someone. This is what you get. This is what he's going to do to you. You thought the face turn didn't work. It worked for me. I fucking loved it. But for all the people that were talking shit, for all the hate they were getting, you want, it, you want him to stay healed? Here we go. You got it. And he's, gonna, and he's one of the best heels out there. So... I just love everything he does. I got loud here. I fucking love it. Him and Ty just back together with Jericho. We're going to see a lot more good shit coming from them. And I'm excited for it. And so has Sammy always been Fuego? No. <laughs> uh, no, because Fuego tweeted at him like, I didn't think that's what you wanted my gear for. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't he say, like, that was the last time I, I, t- I asked Sammy to do my direct lane? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's funny. But Fuego, he's no longer going to trust Sammy anymore. But that's fine, because from the looks of it, 95% of you don't trust them anymore anyway. So yeah. What's one more hater? That's okay, Fuego. We still respect you. <laughs> so now that we've gone through our moments for Dynamite, I'm going to go back to Johnny and get his moment for Rampage. Okay. Uh, there, uh, I mean, Rampage is always good, but really wasn't much to it. Uh, I, again, the main event uh, was uh, Darby Allen versus Bobby Fish. And, you know, at this point, um, Darby Allen's just facing all the undisputed era because uh, he he beat Kyle O'Reilly at at uh, at Devil or Nothing uh, for taking out Sting, and yeah, they they had a good uh, few minute minutes of a match here, but again, uh, it was it was after the match that was. That was um, the best part. 
uh, yeah, the wrists uh, of Red Dragon came down. They were gonna, and they they were gonna attack Darby after the match. Darby won, by the way. Uh, but the lights cut out, and they came back up, and Sting is in the is in the ring. He has a he has a bat. He <laughs> he hits a. He hits the fish in the nuts with a bat. And fish did a great job of selling it, too. Uh, and then they did the same thing to Kyle O'Reilly. What, what O'Reilly did to Sting, they pilmanized his, his ankle. And that's, that's what the what they ended the show with. And I was telling Freddie that because uh, WWE had they had their own return at the end of SmackDown with Brock, hmm. but I think AEW had the better return with Sting at the end of Rampage. Yeah, I agree with you, man. As much look, we respect Sting, all right. So everything we say is out of respect, and he has put himself in some risky situations with stuff he shouldn't have done in AEW. But now that you're back, just listen to us, man. You, We still want you here, all right? And whatever you do, we're going to back you. Just be careful. If, we, if we're talking about Jeff being careful, like we have said before, now imagine someone of your age. Just whatever you decide to do, be careful. But we're happy you're back. I'm happy he's back. Yeah, yeah, me <laughs> too. Darby has someone on his side again. His dad is back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I thought the best part was when Fish put Darby in the ankle lock and he turned it into the Last Supper with the counter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that was a fucking sweet spot, man. Yeah, I mean... We all know Darby and how cool he is. We all know Kyle O'Reilly and all of them can fucking go. So, yeah, man, that was a pretty awesome moment. I applaud you on that. I enjoyed it as much as well. So, now that we got Johnny's moment in there, I'm going to go over to Drew and get his moment for Rampage. Uh, It would probably have to be that kickoff match. Between Dante Martin and Mox. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And Mox finding another way to win with a different submission. I think this is like the third or fourth submission move he's used in AEW for a win. Yeah. Because this was a hammer lock. He normally does the rear naked choke. So he wins. He got several submissions he can throw out there anytime. And I love the energy that Dante has when he wrestles. I could see Dante becoming another member just like Willer Yuta did. Yeah. Yeah. I know he's had a he's had a lot of real good matches lately. And even though they're all not even though he doesn't always get the win, he always looks really good. So and he always puts on a show. Yeah. I'm just impressed by the kid every time I see him one more. 
Yeah. And I just love Mox. He's probably my favorite wrestler at the moment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, man, I can't be mad at it because with every match Dante has, he gets better and better and looks more impressive every single time. And I like that they're building a story here that every time he faces Mox, because he's faced them a couple of times already. Every time he gets just that little bit closer to getting that win on Mox. So I could see one day, maybe a year down the line, they having a match at a pay-per-view and Dante is finally just that good enough to get that win on Mox. I could see it happen. And I'm pretty sure that's one of the stories they're going to go with. So, hell yeah, man. I love that shit. I'm happy. I'm happy for Dante that he's keeping on this road he's on because he's an impressive dude. So, I'm happy for that. Um, As far as my moment, with everything we have talked about, how can we not bring up Max Caster? (laughs) (laughs) And I'm going to make this pretty easy because my moment of the week, and I talked this to a couple of, I talked about this to a couple of people, and I was right. As soon as Max Caster came out, he had to take a shot at Vince. And I'm not mad at it. Because he said, we back up in the mix. Got more people hearing me than January 6th. Honestly, I have something to say. But someone made me sign an NDA. <laughs> and I laughed. And I was happy. <laughs> what Was it the most controversial line he has said? Mm, no. no. But for the situation we're in, I love it. I just love it. Because this goes back to the thing that WWE doesn't acknowledge other companies, but AEW is not scared to let people know, hey, we know you exist. Hey, we know you're going through some shit, but we're not going to hide the fact that we hear from you. And, and that's what Max Caster always does. This isn't the first time he takes shots at someone at WWE, and it won't be the last. And much like Loomsy said, Max Caster is a lyrical genius. Yes, he is. He, he's won me over, man. I wasn't too keen on him whenever he came out at first, but I'm in for Max Caster. So, hell yeah, man. With everything going on in wrestling this week, we have to thank AEW for putting on these great shows. It's what what kept us sane at the end of the day, even though everybody is losing their shit over everything going on. It was just one thing after another, but in the end, we're fine. And we're just going to have to wait things out And hopefully the people that they serve to be okay, like Jeff and everybody that's out injured, Edge, 
yeah, just hope everybody comes back safe. Uh, feel bad for Randy because he's getting up there in age and having back surgery, man, it scares me a little bit. I don't know. We'll have to see how he returns, but I hope he returns good. And now that we've gone through our moments, to wrap it up like we do, it is time to stump the brain. Okay, this week on Stump the Brain, we have a brain question. <laughs> what city was Bobby the Brain Heenan built from? What he what? Build from. What city? Oh. Yeah, because he was he 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 started out as a wrestler, but he didn't wrestle for that long. Then he was a manager, pretty much everybody. Yeah. He was Andre's manager at one point. <laughs> Where was he? Ron, this is a brain question. You're supposed to know this because you're the brain. <laughs> I think I've I think I've heard this before. I don't I'm not sure if it's gonna be right. Uh, I'm gonna say Syracuse, New York. No. Move. Beverly Hills, California. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. But he always acted like he had money and everything, so makes sense. Uh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> All right. Well, we got him there. <laughs> but to see if, you know, kind of redeem yourself a little bit, do you know who Dan Riker is? Dan Riker? D-A-N, last name R-Y-C-K-E-R-T. <sighs> the name kind of sounds familiar, but uh, it's not, not bringing anything up. Okay. So, he used to work for WWE. Yeah. Uh, he was a podcast producer mm -hmm. from 2020 to 2022. Okay. And that's his thing. He's like, he's worked for Game Informer magazine. Uh, he's a senior content producer, was a senior content producer at Giant Bomb. Uh, yeah, he's just a video game journalist, producer, and writer. So, one of the last things I heard today, and this is just to end on a fun note, while he was working for WWE, 
now now that he doesn't work for them anymore, he's come out and said that he's a big AEW fan. <laughs> and he attend uh, WWE has this thing right now, obviously, where employees can't go to AEW shows. Mm-hmm. But he's a big AEW fan. Yeah. So he's admitted now that he's no longer working with WWE that he's gone to AEW shows while he was employed with WWE, <laughs> but he wore a lucha mask. <laughs> so if, if just in case if something happened and he was on hard cam side, yeah, on the crowd, nobody knew it was him. He was always <laughs> under a lucha mask. I wonder if that's the guy in the cardboard box that is doing all the shows. AEW shows. Have, you, have y'all seen him? Yeah. I'm he's standing in the corner. He's in the suit. He's always doing the real slow clap. Yeah. yeah. I wonder if that's one of the eight uh, WWE fans in the box. Hey, <laughs> now, whenever we go, we just need to pay attention to everybody wearing a lucha mask because <laughs> you never know who's under the mask. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just look at Sammy. <laughs> <laughs> just look at Sammy. So I just thought that was that would be something funny to end on there. And and you this week, you you were followed by an actual wrestler. Yes, I was. And <laughs> I'm still trying to wrap my mind around it. And I'm still waiting to see what happens tonight. Because when I upload the podcast, it's obviously going to give him an alert. Yes. He followed me. I follow him. So I'm trying to see what this does for us. So thank you, Sergeant Slaughter. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I was just saying, what wrestler was that? <laughs> yeah. So yeah. thank you very much for giving me that follow. It's just going to help us out a little bit more. So I tr- we truly appreciate it. So once again, oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say, for those of you watching on Twitch, uh, tonight at nine o'clock, we're gonna do a watch along of Thursday Mania Part Two. So look forward to that at nine o'clock. Damn right, we will be back in a little bit over an hour from Tijuana. Yeah, from Tijuana, Mexico. So for now, if you have any questions or comments, like always, wrestling has lost its way at yahoo.com or wrestle lost on Facebook. And don't forget to give us a follow at WrestleLost here on Twitch. So we're going to take a small break, and we will be back. So until then, talk to you all later. See you later. Happy Father's Day for all the fathers, and check you later.